Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug. I want to welcome you to another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. What I'm doing, as you're going to see here, is a, a series of podcast episodes. As I shared in episode 121, I, I lost a whole chunk of conversations I had recorded for uh, the season back in 2019. Well, as I've been quarantined and stuck in my house and doing home remodel projects, entertaining children, the other thing I've been doing is digital decluttering, going through all my files, reorganizing literally everything in my computers. Um, it's taken me, geez, I probably got 20 hours in and I still got a long way to go. But one of the perks of that is I found the folder. I was able to recover these these conversations that I had with some amazing people. And so this episode here was recorded back in January of 2019 darn near a year and a half ago um, and I get to speak with Kate Fractal and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and her perspective from being an engineer and now a teacher and just all the things that come along with artificial intelligence. This was part of a, a mini-series that I was developing trying to bring in voices from all different perspectives and so you can see some previous episodes um, if you go back to the podcast list um, I highly recommend listening to the conversation with Michelle Zimmerman still to this day I think it's definitely one of the best conversations we've had on the show. Um, but this one here is going to build off of that momentum that we had um, as Kate shares lots of just ideas for us to think and end process. So I just wanted to paint that picture. I want to make it clear that this was recorded quite some time ago, but the conversation is still just as relevant today, even though technology and society has shifted in many ways, um, especially with all that we're dealing with. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, let me know what you think, your thoughts, questions, comments, ideas, and let's dive right into this conversation with Kate Fractal. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation, Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker, living on the edge of chaos, born insane, listening to coffee chugs like caffeine for the boring, one of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born, here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hello everyone, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug and I am here with a kind of a, a mini-series to the Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. As some of you have followed my, my work online and, and read different things that I share and post, you know that I have jumped into the rabbit hole of artificial intelligence and as I dive into it, the more I realized how much I really don't know. And so I thought I would share kind of my, my, my learning journey with all of you. And, and what I've decided to do on this podcast is kind of create a, a mini little series here where I'm going to be speaking with a lot of amazing, super intelligent, super awesome people doing work in artificial intelligence from all sorts of different perspectives and backgrounds and, and employment and things like that. And so the goal here as we dive into this world of artificial intelligence from the education lens is just understanding what's going on, how do we kind of sift through what's real, what's not, and then everything in between, and just help us start to be cognizant of this this work that's happening and be thinking about how it could potentially have some implications for education. And so my first guest here, I'm super excited to bring on to the show, is Kate. And I'm going to have her just dive right in and kind of explain who she is, what she does, and kind of her background of why artificial intelligence is something that, that's on her radar in the work that she does. So Kate, one, thank you so much for jumping on to the show. And I'm just going to hand over to you to let you kind of just 
introduce who you are so people get an understanding of, of, of your perspective and where you're coming at artificial intelligence from. Okay. So um, my background is that I was trained as an electrical engineer, did some work in industry, hardware, software engineering, um, went into teaching, uh, started out teaching math and then wound up teaching computer science. Um, and so I've done a lot of like thinking about education, thinking about, um, and specifically I was working in uh, K-8 schools. Okay. And so thinking about what, what parts of computers and computer science are going to be relevant to students who are currently in elementary school 10 years from now when they get into the workforce. Mm. And that was one of the things that led me to, to artificial intelligence because that was something that was clearly up and coming and starting to be a really big deal. Um, a lot of my social structure, my friends um, are, are software engineers and my partner is actually doing machine learning. So I get to see sort of the inside view of that without actually doing it, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's sort of that thinking about, well, what are the big concepts that I would want an elementary school kid to know so that if they decide to be an AI developer or just that they're interacting with AIs because, like, that's something that's happening every day, you know, hey, Google, buy me a, you know, new television or whatever. <laughs> right. right? Like, yeah, yeah, I think that. No, no, I think Google, that... shut up, Google. <laughs> apparently, that was not the right thing. I should talk to Alexa. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Yeah, you're um, right. You're... But that's my point, right? Like, it's it's everywhere. What are the things that are useful to understand about interacting with those systems? Because we're all going to be doing it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think that that's really fascinating, that idea that I think I think most of us are aware of it, but we don't really think about it in terms of um, how much AI and, and deeper learning is, is really starting to impact our day-to-day lives that we don't even really even realize that, that, that it's going on. And so I think, oh, yeah. you know, being aware of just like, how do these systems work? Not that we need everybody to leave the the the, the K-12 education system to all become the next artificial engineers and developers or whatever that, or machine learning. But the idea of being like, you should at least know how things are being operated in your day-to-day life. Yeah. So at least you understand like whether you're in control or maybe at some point you're no longer in control. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, and that's always been a thing, right? Like there's always been systems that we interface with, um, governments, uh, local politics, social networks, like, and and I mean, social networks, not in the, you know, sense of Facebook and Tumblr and whatnot, but like, in the sense of, hey, the kids are all hanging, you know, all the popular kids are sitting at a table, right? Like, um, that we don't have complete control over, but that we interact with and that we interface with and that we figure out how to move through those. Mm. And, you know, in a lot of ways, any... ARs are embedded in those systems, in those networks. Um, yeah, that's a really that, that's a really fascinating perspective. I, I you know I guess I've I've never thought of it that way about about looking at it through that lens of government or the kids sitting at a kitchen at our not kitchen table but a, a lunchroom table. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, a, a lot of way. like it's you know I you know I say things like oh I'm going to ask Google this, but like it's 
Okay, I didn't start responding that time. Um, you know, it's it's. I'm not really asking the corporation. I'm asking the out al- the search algorithm, um, and like that's me interacting with a software system directly, right? Um, in some sense, um, and yet I, I talk about it like it's a person in some ways. Sure, sure. No, it isn't. Like it's it's. Um, I find it useful to think about the abstraction of uh, information processing systems, which are which include people and animals and AI systems and uh, traditional algorithms and corporations and governments and unions and um, you know clubs. Like all of those things, in some ways, are information processing systems like they do other things too but um you know that one of the things that i'm really fascinated by is the ways those things are similar to each other and the ways they're different from each other and you know sort of the i mean you asked me to think about things that i was interested in and questions i had one of the questions that i like have not figured out and i don't i think this is like a really interesting place for research is like what is universal information processing systems and what are things that are like Mm. specific to humans or specific to AI systems or specific to groups of humans or groups of AIs and humans working together or any of those things like is, is just really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was reading, um, there's a book that came out um, through ISTE by uh, Michelle Zimmerman and, and, and she's talking about artificial intelligence and just, the role in education through a whole gamut of different things. And, you know, one of the things that that she talks about in that book is really like when you talk about like that language, like what is universal, you know, um, just the idea of if you have artificial intelligence through the lens of say like the English language, how that algorithm Mm. can't do that in Spanish or Korean or whatever, you know, like it's, it's only, you know, there are the limitations and the, and the the constraints based on the data sets that you put into it. And so as you're thinking about that universal thing, I mean, it's even the language in which, we communicate with humans and machines and vice versa, but then also think about it through like the global lens of you want things to be able to transcend, not just what's in America with English speaking people. Right. But like, what's that, you know, I should be able to then travel, you know, to this country and still have things operate, um, with the, 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 the modalities that I've become used to. And that just opens up. I mean, there's so much to that of how do you even begin to, bridge all those different layers together i mean that's a really fascinating question i think that uh that's a good one (laughs) yeah i mean i think about one of the first ai applications that i started using was um the uh uh, translate um again google translate um which was you know i put my phone over uh board game rules that were printed in german or japanese and i'd be like i have no idea what this says and well, my phone camera and something that had been trained on a huge data set would tell me, oh, this means such and such. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And like that linguistics of translation, but it's sort of on a word for word level still, right? It's not syntactically, grammatically with all the context that a human translator would have. Yeah. Um, And I don't know where that's going to be in, 10 years, like not a clue. 
Yeah, and um, I, yeah, and even if you think about it, I think about it as you're talking about that. My own children, when they speak to Alexa, asking for the weather or things like that, I've noticed that my youngest, in particular, um, she would grow really frustrated because she would use like jargon words, right? Like things that she understood, but they weren't like <laughs> they're like implied definitions to words that like the younger generation uses. Um, you know that 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 the machine itself, the the search algorithm, just couldn't comprehend, um, and so it's it's helping her like try to relearn like okay so what is the actual word that I need to say that I really want an answer to um you know like why is this so cool for example you know doesn't understand that as that being like a a a term for like what's hip or what's popular like it's it's very kind of black and white in the context of of the syntax of the words that we provide right well and the the current systems are not um like the the digital assistants um, don't actually seem to be adapting, like, or the process for that is, is, is indirect, right? Like, um, the difference between saying, uh, set a media alarm for five minutes from now and set an alarm for five minutes that plays, you know, music, like to me as an English speaker, those mean the same thing. But if I say them to, to my assistant, one of those causes the thing I want to happen to happen. And the other one causes... I don't know how to help with that yet. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, that's that's a case of, in some ways, like, I'm learning to adapt to the AI. Right. right? Because I wanted to do this thing, and there's a specific way it needs to be said. And, like, you know, sometimes I think we're going to, like, have a little Post-it note next to it, which says, here are the commands you can say that it actually <laughs> listens to, which feels like... Wait, that's that's not the goal here. I don't think that's what's supposed to be happening. And then and then sometimes it'll be like, well, okay, I don't think this is gonna work. We're gonna have to do this specific workaround, and then suddenly it starts working. It's like, okay, I guess somebody else noticed that this was an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of I mean, it is because you're, that's that's so true. It's almost like we're doing more of the adapting than the machines itself, which the whole entire the whole goal is to kind of have the the opposite, right? Where these 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 systems, these chatbots, these assistants, so to speak, kind of learn with us, as opposed to we're spending a lot of our time trying to learn for them, um, which just goes to show. The discrepancy right now, I know there's all these, these fears of people who think like machines are going to just overtake the whole world. It's like it's, we're not we're not anywhere close to that yet. Um, you know, um, just as you said, we're going to have that, that post-it note, that laminated cheat sheet of, okay, what do I have to say for this machine to understand me? <laughs> um, I would like to point out that it's really easy to start talking about digital assistance as like the primary AI because it's the primary one that most of us – are consciously aware of interacting with. Um, but there are a lot of them that we interact with that we aren't consciously aware of. And there's a lot more that are not necessarily, you know, um, as obvious, um, like uh, recommendation engines uh, sometimes run on, I think my understanding is sometimes run on AI, um, uh, that, you know, voice recognition and translating that to effects is a, is an AI thing, but so is, um, uh, you know, security cams that are scanning for people's faces. Um, right. You might not be aware of like, Oh, I'm going to the mall, but like, actually there's an AI that's looking to see if I match the profile of, of, you know, America's most wanted. Um, 
uh, in, yeah. the, in built into the security cams, right? Like, um, or, uh, you know, I go and try and order a promotional product and my logo gets pulled out and put on something else. Well, that might be a machine learning system behind the hood. We don't know. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, those are, uh, sort of less obvious examples of this, but that are still happening that we, that are worth getting talked about or being aware of them. Um, or, uh, you know, the design of the chip layout for that's inside the computer that might've been done at least in part by some type of artificial intelligence system to optimize the routes, right? Like, um, which doesn't feel like it's particularly relevant to life, but it does sort of mean that like the computer is designing the next computer chip, mm. uh, in some part, right? And so if we lose all the computers once, well, we're going to be set back even if, because we can't do the computer design without the computer tools. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I know like, as you're talking about, even like that security system, I was reading something, I think, um, I'll have to find the article and put a link in the show notes. And I believe it was China that now has in their security system cameras. Um, it can analyze people's faces and it'll send them a ticket for jaywalking. And so even though there's not necessarily like the police presence that, you know, we've come accustomed to, just kind of like, um, you know, I know like here in Iowa, we have the, the cameras that if you speed to intersections, they, they knock you. But now it's, this is jaywalking. So you cross the, the, the security camera picks up that it's the wrong time and then scans your face and then sends you a ticket to your house. I mean, there's a lot of AI and machine learning going on in that process and that's going to be really fascinating to see how those types of systems continue to develop um that are things that are happening i mean and that's also a little obvious because it's right there but like just like you said there's there's yeah. so much happening behind the scenes and, and systems that we're not aware of oh, that yeah. do completely impact our lives that just aren't obvious by having you know alexa or uh, you know uh, amazon echo or google's assistant whatever it is that people's preference have sitting on your your, your kitchen counter like there's a lot of that yeah. happening all the time which i think is really important for us to be aware of of you know what are these systems and and how do right. they work yeah and filters is another big one like if you have something that's, you know, filtering out, you know, identified things that it identifies as hate speech or, or uh, adult content, um, well, that if that's running on an AI system, it's going to have some places where it's going to disagree with any particular human in the same way that humans might disagree with each other about what fits that criteria. Mm. Uh, but also and sometimes in ways that, like, disagree with most humans. You know, there was an article about, uh, you know, a British thing that was trying to identify uh, pornography and it was mistaking dunes for sand dunes. Oh, for, yes, for, yes. <laughs> for humans, right? Like, um, and, and so, right, because like, oh, well, it's curved and it's this color. And so, like, clearly that's that's people because, right? And yep. it's like, no, no, that, that's, that's very clearly a sand dune to <laughs> me with... Right, and, but as a human, like I've seen so many more images, right? Every every second, and like our brains are 
optimized to identify other humans. Yes. Right? Like, right? Every human, like, it's easy, it's much easier to remember a face than, like, to distinguish between the different rabbits in my backyard. I'm like, oh, it's a rabbit. Like, I'm sure there's more than one of them, but I can't identify them, right? Because, like, that's, that's not sort of how... Right, human brains are optimized for identifying humans. Like we see faces in everything, and you know, uh, yeah, it's electrical about, outlets, and yeah, uh, it's, it's about like understanding. Uh, the, the, yeah, it's like understanding the context of our area. I was reading um, a, a, another book, and they were talking about like the the test to give is if you're typing, say, you're writing a book, you're writing an article, and you're intentionally trying to spell a word wrong. I think in the case of this, they were talking about the word weird. Like, I'm going to spell the word weird wrong for the sake to show how a machine can't process like the context of what I'm trying to do. And so it was showing how it was spelling it wrong, but he's like, but I want to show that it's spelled wrong to show that the machine can't pick it up. Right. You know, like, like it, it just, all it knows is that the word weird, the E and the I were switched and not able to pick up the context of the paragraph or the sentence structure where as a reader, I knew what the author was trying to get at. You know, like I see that you're intentionally spelling this wrong, but the machine cannot pick up the context for why all it knows is that, that E and I were switched. And so uh, there's, there, there's a lot alone. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. What, what, what are some other things on you? I know um, to everyone before we, we jumped on the podcast, as we started to have these conversations, I, I pitched to people ideas that, um, that they're most interesting to them in terms of AI question that they have, or, and then like one thing that maybe frightens or disturbs you. Um, so I know you've talked about some things that are interesting, some of your questions. And so, um, I want to be respectful of your time. So I know we have a few more minutes, but is there any, any other things that we didn't get to as you were kind of thinking through this, this whole entire world and implications for education? Are there just things for us to think about that we didn't have time to jump into that you want to, um, at least, at least bring some exposure to here? Uh, so many things. Um, uh, so, so let's see. Um, I would say, uh, the thing that I'm concerned about, uh, is because, because AI systems are built by people, um, and they, they learn from the data that's presented to them. So, uh, I'm deeply concerned about biases that are current in our, in our society getting baked into AIs and then people saying, well, the AI said this, so it must be true. Um, like, oh, we put in all this hiring data and we saw that, you know, um, if we, you know, that, that white men were much more likely to stay with the job. So if we want to have people who will stay with the job, we're going to hire white men. And it's like, well, no, that's, it's that, that's a correlation, right? It's, that might be actually saying, hey, your culture has something going on that's biased. Um, and maybe we should not bake that into our AI, you know, filtering system that says, oh, well, you know, this, you know, lots of people named John have done well at this company. So we should hire more people named John because we can tell that from a resume. It's like, wait, wait, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think that's that's really important that um, that we continue to have more diversity in these fields. And so, I mean, I think even the fact that you, as electrical engineer, now and, and jumping back into education, helping to you know inspire that next generation of of you know and you know females and everybody else to to be thinking about the role that we need to have. We need to have more of those voices at the table because you're right. I mean, uh, the 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 biases will will naturally 
happen um, if we don't have a diverse group of people working on these projects? I mean, and even if we do, they can still happen. We just, it's one of those things to just be aware of. Yeah. Yes. As a thing and not, you know, it, it's blindly trusting the AI system because we say, well, it's, it's a computer. It, it does things perfectly. Well, that's not true of a, of like in, right. It, it will, it will perfectly carry out the instructions in a traditional algorithm, but, um, that doesn't mean it gets the results you want. And in AI, like, it's we trained it on this data set. What is it actually learning is not always the same thing as what we think it's learning. You know, I would a really interesting thing to look at is the places where there are problems that they that have been set where it's like, okay, we try and have an AI solve this problem. We try and have a human solve this problem. We try and have a AI and a human working together to solve this problem. And the remarkably high performance of the teams of AIs and humans working together where like the AI will suggest a whole bunch of things and the human will be like, these ones look promising. Uh, and then the AI will look at those again and be like, this one of those ones that you said look promising is the one I think is the best. And then they do that. And like that works remarkably well. Um, I should, I can send you a link to an article about that. Yeah, um, that'd be great. I definitely would. We'll, put it into we'll, the notes. Yep. Yep. For sure. That, that, would, that would be uh, real fascinating to read. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other thing that I would say is a really big idea is that there are ways to teach even very young students some of the big ideas of AI that like that AI that, that machine learning learns from the data that you give it mm -hmm. um, that uh, it, um, that AI systems at least currently can't explain why they think something is true right they, they don't have that ability to explain that's actually something that's uniquely human um, as of now, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, and the thing that I really want to make sure gets communicated to young kids is that, like, they, their brains do some amazing, amazing things and that those things are valuable. Um, uh, and that they actually are likely to remain valuable even in a highly computerized, highly automated world. Um, but that they probably are going to need to figure out how to communicate with a computer, with an artificial intelligence system. Um, and that that sort of self-knowledge and communication skills are, I mean, that the push for self, sorry, I'm going to try saying this again. <laughs> sure. Um, what I've learned about AI and machine learning really leads me to believe that the things that are most important for youngsters to learn is self-knowledge and communication skills mm. um, and how they're going to interact with those computer systems, AI systems, human systems um, is, gonna, is in some ways like more important than some of the things that we've traditionally valued, you know, arithmetic reading, right? Like the AI might be able to read the book to me. Um, but to understand what that means and how that impacts the rest of my life, like, requires a different set of skills. 
Yeah, definitely being kind of like that agile learner, um, something that I keep learning more and more about in terms of we're going to have to, like one of the, the social emotional things that we need to think about as these these tools and these systems continue to develop and, and, and ways to hopefully make our lives um, better and to improve where they can do a lot of the things that that can lead a benefit to us. But with that comes the idea of as, as humans, we need to constantly be ready to have, like you said, that self-knowledge and that self-awareness that we might have to constantly kind of reinvent ourselves. We're going to have to constantly be able to use the skills that we have as humans, that machines can't have and, and learn how to tap into those skills and develop that. And now, you know, that kind of leads into, geez, a whole nother conversation in terms of how that impacts the structure of a school day because we still have a lot of systems in place built upon mm-hmm. a, a, a time in which that wasn't a reality. Um, and now we have yeah. to be very cognizant of like this is a reality um, and in, it's coming and it's going to only strengthen over time. And so it's not that what we're doing is wrong, but we need to kind of update our systems as well to get our, our next generation of kids ready for this world where they're comfortable being ready to reinvent themselves because things are just moving so rapidly and so fast that um, it's even hard. It's hard for me to wrap my head around what that means. And I think about my own children and just the difference of the world that's going to face like, you know, my 14 year old versus my seven year old. Like they could be very different landscape as you know, my 14 year old is getting ready to enter high school and college and, you know, or wherever he wants to do, maybe it might not even be college versus like my seven year old, geez, in another 10 years, like, the landscape could look way different, you know, and then so just how yeah. do we continue to to nurture those 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 self empowerment, those skills that um, we know are so vital to being successful. Yes. And so and so, Kate, I want to be uh, respectful of of your time here. You've given tons okay. of amazing ideas and insights and things for us to to think about. Um, if people wanted to to reach out and and find you or ask you questions or are there ways in which um, the listeners could, could, you know, get a hold of you and, you know, follow up maybe with some questions or ideas of things that you've shared um, and just oh, sure. to keep these conversations going. So, so where can people reach out and find you? Um, well, the, the sort of centralized place to find me is uh, katefractal.com. That's my website. Cause it's my name. Um, and so You'll find a link there to my Twitter, uh, which is uh, Optimizing KE. Um, uh, that's another good way to find me. And I am happy to get emails. I'm not always quick about responding to them because there are so many. But um, K8Fractal at Gmail. Awesome. Those are three ways to get in touch with me. We'll, we'll definitely get all those links down there in the show notes. And then if you can also share that one article that you mentioned, we'll get that linked in yep. the show notes. And um, as always, this is uh, just, just a, a great opportunity to have some conversations. I learned a great deal from you. I was down here scribbling some notes of things that I need to go dive into and learn more myself. And I think you you brought some really key things for us to consider um, and, and, and process as we start to wrap our head around what all this means for us. And so, Kate, I can't thank you enough for your time. And I appreciate you uh Jumping on the call with me today to uh, talk all things artificial intelligence and machine learning and, and everything in between. Yeah, glad to. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks.